0: Hey there, welcome to The Hot Slice, the weekly podcast brought to you by Pizza Today magazine. I'm your host, Jeremy White, editor-in-chief of Pizza Today, joined by executive editor Denise Greer. Hey, Denise.
1: Hey, Jeremy. How are you doing?
0: You know, I'm large and in charge or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's July, so you know, it's hot for us here, but but it's exciting times in the industry right now. I'm, I'm Joe, I'm pretty psyched about what's happening right now in pizza. Um, you know, it's
0: not just hot for us here with the weather-wise. It's, it's hot in general in the pizza industry, like you said. Yeah. We've got some rising stars that we just previewed in our latest issue of Pizza Today magazine, and all seven of those individuals are indeed red hot right now.
1: Yeah, they are. And, you know, let, let's talk about the fact that, you know, there are so many people in this industry that – that we see and that um and that we know are doing great things. And we yeah. promise we're going to try to share your story. So if you really are like, why didn't they pick me? Send me a note, you know, hit me up. D Greer at pizza today.com. Tell me your story. Cause we won't know about you unless you share it. Now, what we did was um, we reached out, Jeremy and I reached out to people in the industry and we said, you know, who's hot right now. Um, and, you know rob uh Cerv- cervoni is one that came up on everybody's list right
0: everyone almost yeah
1: everyone is talking about him um and so we just we we had to talk to him we had to find out find out what's going on with him cuz he's such um, he's kind of newer to us right jeremy mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you know he's he's been around the uh, pizza expo and and we have seen him around but we haven't been able to feature him yet so uh it was great to be able to showcase uh Robin in a in mm-hmm. a kind of a fun way
0: yeah we've watched him compete in the international pizza challenge he specializes in roman style pizza in long island and um yeah he'd caught our eye but we didn't know a whole lot about him and everyone we talked to is like you got to check him out. You got to see what he's doing. You got to see what he's up to. And it just came from all corners. And yeah. um, we reached out, started a dialogue and it did not take long at all to figure out this young man knows what's up.
1: Oh, he does. And you know, he's got Taglio in Long Island. Uh, and you know, they're kind of known for, you know, just g- give me a New York pizza, give me a New York slice and so he, he brought something very different, you know, with the, with the Roman style. Uh, yeah. And so that, you know, that, that's pretty adventurous on his part to, to bring something so new and so different. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it's not a new style by any means, but it is a rising style in the United States. Um, so bringing that to yeah. Long Island, that's pretty adventurous.
0: Yeah. You know, anytime you devi- deviate from the norm, whether it be a standard New York style slice or, a tavern and deep dish in Chicago or whatever, anytime you're kind of, you know, first to market or early to the market with a product that people aren't familiar um, with, think of take and bake way back in the day. Mm -hmm. There's a huge curve that has to happen simply with educating the customer base, you know, what this product is, why it's different from what you're accustomed to why it's something that you should come purchase. It, it, It takes a big push educationally marketing. Um, know, just to get the product off the ground, to get people to accept it and want to purchase it. So I am good for him because he is doing exceptionally well. And uh, he, he had to, he had to bring a lot of education uh, to the
1: market. Absolutely. And, you know, let's talk about Roman style for a second, because, uh, you know, Roman is, uh, you know, we've, we've seen the rise in it for the last several years. And in fact, um, several years ago, I went to San Diego, I went to Napizza, uh, yeah. There, in the um, uh, the Italian village there, uh, right off the water, right off the bay and, mm-hmm. um, in San Diego, and that was my first taste of somebody doing it here in the United States yeah. um, and they they did it so well and they, they stayed true to the tradition, but they also offered things that were very uniquely San Diego. Um, and I think uh, Rob's been able to do that there in Long Island, um, you know, because yeah. you know Roman is definitely a different style pizza, you know, that high it is. digestible crust, you know, that people honestly are loving because, you know, uh, if people have gluten intolerance things, they, sometimes they, they can have a Roman slice, which is mm-hmm. very unique when you think about flour.
0: It, yeah, and it's, it's delicious. It, it's a style mm-hmm. that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, oddly enough, the first time I ever had a Roman style pizza was in New York. It was mm-hmm. made for me by Audrey Kelly.
1: Oh, you know what? So, I didn't remember. We did have a slice of Roman yeah. in New York because that was my first trip to New York. I totally it was. forgot uh, about that.
0: Tony, Tony Gimignani owned a pizzeria in New York and Audrey was running it. And she was the pizza maker there that day. When we stopped in, we met Audrey in person for the first time. What a you know, breath of fresh air and, 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 a, and a bright spot as well. And um, she made us a Roman-style pizza. It's the first time I, I'd ever had one. Mm-hmm. And it opened, opened my eyes a little bit. And then, um, you know, the style has taken off here in the States. Audrey has obviously relocated to Colorado doing her own thing. And she has taken taken off as well. Yeah. So. Uh, There are a lot of cool things that happened that day, Denise, including your first trip to New York and your first real um, pizza pilgrimage as you begin your journey here at Pizza Today.
1: Hey, and you know what? I will recommend that to anyone that loves this industry and loves pizza. Go find a pizza city that you enjoy, whether that's New York, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., uh, you know, anywhere, Atlanta, wherever you can get to but just go on a pizza tour and explore and find out what's available in that city. Um, because it just, it, it's, you'll, you'll sit there and take notes on every place mm-hmm. you go and, and the styles that you try. I think that day we went to New York, I had 16 slices of pizza. Now yeah. I didn't eat the whole slice, sure. but I had 16 slices. Um, and I made no it doubt. through, but I really, no I really think, uh, you know, doing a pilgrimage or a pizza tour, uh, is, is so beneficial to this industry.
0: It is. And like you said, it doesn't have to be New York. Obviously, you know, um, most people consider New York kind of, kind of the the Mecca in terms of pizza in the United States, but look, even, um, Portland, Oregon Mm -hmm. has a phenomenal pizza scene. Seattle has a great pizza scene. There are other.
1: Yeah. New Haven. (laughs) Yeah,
0: of course. Look, yeah. How can we uh, forget New Haven? Hey, uh, Old Forge. Yeah. I mean, there are so many places that that one could go to really delve into various styles of pizza. And like you said, just kind of nerd out, engross yourselves, take notes and um, kind of open your eyes and open your your mind a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I think we should just jump right in and talk to Rob because he's got a lot to say about Roman style, about, you know, Mm -hmm. what he's learned about the industry and, you know, some of the current trends that are happening in pizza. Uh,
2: so I think we should just uh, jump right in.
0: Yeah, let's get him on.
2: Looking to grow your pizzeria or restaurant? Then you'll want to try the power of a cloud-based POS system. With Hunger Rush, you'll get everything you need. This fully integrated restaurant management system allows you to easily streamline operations, accelerate the delivery process, and grow your business through Hunger Rush 360 marketing. And it's so easy to use. Want AI-powered text ordering? It's built in. Need to track orders? No problem. Schedule a personalized demo at HungerRush.com today. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Hear that? That's the sound of a pizza being made with delicious Boccio cheese. For the past decade, Baccio has provided customers exceptional Italian pizza cheese with its signature kiss of buffalo milk. With a superior melt, endless stretch, and a rich, creamy taste beyond compare, Baccio is honored to celebrate this 10-year anniversary with all of its partners. Schedule a demonstration at BoccioCheese.com to learn more. Pizza's your legacy. Build it with Boccio.
0: Rob, what went through your mind when you saw the issue of Pizza Today and saw that you were one of these seven rising stars uh, named in that issue?
3: Wow, uh, I was actually shocked to be honest. Um, I kind of uh, keep to my own little circle, and uh, Pizza Today being a nationwide magazine, uh, it just showed you that when you when you when you keep your head down and work hard and focus on your craft, that people notice, um, I guess going to the expos and that kind of thing and doing the competitions and consistently placing, you know, right up there. Oh, Mm -hmm. I've I've never, I've never gotten below, you know, top 10. So when you consistently place high, I guess, I guess people, important people start to notice. So I was really shocked and I was really, I was really, uh, thankful because, um, you know, I haven't been in this industry that long yet. So only being open four years to, to be nationally uh, recognized was an absolute honor. Uh, and, and, you know, I work hard and, and, and focus on my craft. And I think the fact that I do a style of pizza that um, is really hot right now. And yeah. it's, it's one of the most difficult ones to do. I think mm-hmm. people, people kind of uh, see that and, and, say, wow, this guy's doing this consistently on a daily basis and also teaching other people how to do it. Right. I think, I think, and, and Roman style pizza is so hot right now that, that that's kind of what is putting me up there.
1: Well let's, D- let's Describe
3: talk. for a moment. Oh, go ahead, Denise.
0: I was going to say,
1: let's talk Roman style. You know, yeah. why sure. don't you tell us about like what your vision of your Roman style is um, and kind of what kind of drew you to that style?
3: Sure. So uh, growing up, I worked in a pizzeria. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I live in Long Island and traditionally on Long Island, every pizzeria is, is typically the same, right? They have the same pizza, the same, every pizzeria you walk into the counters, the same, they're using the same ingredients, the same tomatoes, the same flour and everything. So, um, after college, I opened up a frozen yogurt franchise that I, I had a couple locations of, and then, once that fad kind of died out, I said, you know, I really would like to get back into pizza. I love making pizza at home, and I love being a home baker. And every summer, I would go to Italy and see the Roman-style pizza because uh, I'm from Frosinone, which is about an hour uh, south of Rome, right in between Naples and, and Rome. And in that region, that, that pizza is super popular. So I always said, well, why isn't this in America? I came home, started doing some research, and uh, found this guy, Massimiliano Savia who is uh, an international um, uh, Roman teacher. Like He teaches Mm -hmm. Roman-style pizza to everybody. So I linked up with him, and recently I became sort of his protege, and we started the school together, and now we're teaching together. Nice. But on Long Island, I wanted to be different. So I did Long Island's first Roman-style pizzeria, but there were so many challenges with educating the customers on what it was. Um, so at first, you know, I wanted to be super authentic and, you know, do just prosciutto, mortadella, that kind of stuff. But then I kind of morphed into a Long Island's version of Roman style pizza. I still have all the authentic stuff, but I definitely had to add a a Buffalo chicken slice and a barbecue chicken slice and a Baca slice completely against my will. But if you you want to say business, you have to make sacrifices and you have to do, you have to give the customers what they want. Yeah. But um, you know, and that was definitely challenging to convert those traditional recipes into a long Island version, but it's really taken off. And um, so I I recently, we're starting to look for our second location and I brought on, I brought on an additional partner, uh, Domenico Tolomeo, who's a Mimo pizzaiolo. And uh, he kind of, has created his own version of this like New York Neapolitan uh, oh, nice. pizza that we introduced here, so it's not just Roman style pizza anymore we're doing his New York and we're doing my Roman and we kind of came together and created this like powerhouse pizzeria with with really artisanal uh, roman style pizza, really artisanal New York style pizza, and uh, we're looking to expand but yeah, as far as roman style pizza goes it's it's a high hydration uh, longer fermentation pizza that uh, basically you could play around with and put whatever toppings you want on top of it. Super light, super airy crust, um, Mm. crispy on the outside, soft in the middle and super light when you eat it. It doesn't give you that bloated heavy feeling. So um, yeah, it's, it's right now. It's, it's super hot in the United States. Everybody Mm. wants to learn it and it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be the next big thing if it isn't already. You know, that's, Can you talk about the way you price
0: it and sell it? Do you do it the way it's done over in Rome or
3: n- no. does that just blow everyone's minds <laughs> here in the States? And you're so so with that? Yeah, so I know a couple people do it in the United States and it just never really worked out. Me yeah. being from frozen yogurt concept, actually, you, you, you make the yogurt you yourself and it. you weigh it and yeah. pay. Right. So, so when I was in, when I was in Rome, I saw that they were weighing it and paying yeah. so it. Like, wow, it's it's kind of like what I do, but just the pizza version of it. So I thought about doing that in the beginning and a lot of people just kind of talked me out of it. They're like, listen, people want to slice. They don't want to know uh, Give me yeah. a little piece of this one. So it was just too yeah. confusing and and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I'm already introducing a new product. I didn't want to confuse it any further. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just stuck with just doing uh buy the slice and buy the buy the pie and, and take out delivery pick up, you know, that yeah. kind of thing.
0: I think that's a brilliant move. I, I've not seen that model work too well in the States. I've seen a few people try it and yeah. it just it doesn't translate to the American consumer. Yeah. I think there was a
1: slice, definitely.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Buy the slice is the way to go. A lot of a lot of people that I know opened up Roman style pizzerias and even just did it the way I'm doing it. But for some reason, uh like Four or five years ago, a lot of them just didn't take off. And I think yeah. they were just too much head of the curve
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, with the artisanal pizza revolution of people doing things more high-end and yeah. differently. And I think now you're starting to see those pizzerias. You know, I was talking to my distributor the other day. He said that he's noticing the traditional pizzerias that have been around forever, their sales are dropping. But the artisanal people like me and, and a couple other guys, their sales are increasing. Mm. So I think we're starting to gain a little bit of the market share of, of, uh, of the pizza industry.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, one thing, you know, when we talk about Roman style, because I visited, I visited several Roman style pizzerias around the country. And the one commonality um, that we saw coming and that's here is that people love the high digestibility of, yeah. uh, of, the, Roman, of the Roman style. And it's kind of on a consumer side. People are looking at that highly digestible crust. You know, what is it about Roman that makes it uh, makes it favor with consumers like that?
3: Sure, I you know I I look at the Roman style pizza as a lunch thing. You know, you're coming from work, you want to go grab a slice to eat, and you know you're eating pizza, and then you got to go back to work with this this full belly and feeling lethargic and stuff like that. So what Roman style pizza does is with the, with the higher hydration and the longer fermentation times, the complex carbs are kind of getting eaten up and you're, and you're making uh, like the simple sugars are all getting eaten up. So you're making a super digestible product. And I have some customers that are super um, they're not allergic to gluten, but they're sensitive to it. And so they, they come and they say, look, you know, I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know if it's flour or whatnot, but, you know, your pizza is the only pizza I could eat without feeling terrible for the next couple of days oh. after, you know, and, and look, and, and it, it all comes back to ingredients too. If you lose, if you use high quality flour and high quality ingredients and you get rid of the flours with the bleach and the bromate in it and all those preservatives and all those chemicals, you know, you eliminate some of that, that gut feeling too, you know, you make it a, a healthier, more pure product. And that helps too. That helps too. The quality of the products that you use is huge. And, um, you know, if you use garbage, you're going to feel like garbage. If you eat garbage, you're going to feel like garbage, you know.
1: Absolutely.
3: Well said.
1: Something that I wrote about in the most recent issue of Pizza Today is how Mm. to keep your food consistent with with staffing levels being um, infrequent you know, what, uh, what kinds of things? So I know that's a very important thing for you as far as consistency and keeping your products always on point, you know, how have you been able to, uh, to keep everything? Keep everything yeah. You
3: consistent? know, I, I, I had written a little, uh, blurb about it in the issue of pizza today, uh, uh about consistency. I mean, consistency yeah. in, in the pizza industry and really in any food industry yeah is so important i mean look you go to a mcdonald's in in oklahoma or you go to a mcdonald's in new york you're getting the same cheeseburger every single time so every single time your customer comes if they have a good experience they expect that every time Mm
1: -hmm. and with
3: pizza and with dough and with dough management it's so difficult because dough is a living thing and you gotta prepare it every single day exactly the same temperature controlled rooms And, uh, Roman style pizza, unfortunately is one of the most difficult to manage because you're going with sometimes 96 hour fermentation and you can never account for how much dough I'm going to use three days from now. You just can't, you just never know the, the weather affects it and everything. So it's so challenging to be consistent. And, and to be honest, I don't have the answer for you on how to be consistent besides doing the same thing every single day. And, and grinding it out. And, and, you know, the pizza business isn't difficult, but it's, it's a grind. It's a daily grind. It's coming in and, and mm-hmm. very repetitively doing the same thing over and over and over again and making sure that the, the, the food is right. And then sticking with the same quality products
1: mm-hmm.
3: don't, you know, prices are increasing everywhere. So I see a lot of my friends saying, hey, do you have an alternative for this pepperoni because it's too expensive? Or do you have an alternative for this cheese because it's too expensive? Mm-hmm. And I say, stop looking for alternatives. If it works for you and your customers like it, stay consistent. And unfortunately, you're going to have to raise your price a little bit.
1: Yeah. And, and, right. and, the
3: customers, and, and if your product is good, the customers will understand. Yeah. And, and trust me, I keep raising my prices little by little. I do have some drop off of customers. But at the end of the day, you know, they always come back because they say, you know what, I've gone to other places, it's a completely different thing. You know, I'm willing to pay a little bit more to, to have a, a consistent, high quality product.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
3: I mean, consistency, if somebody has an answer for it, I'd love to know it. But <laughs> it's just, it, it, it just, it just grinding every day and, and doing the same thing over and over.
1: Have you yeah. thought about your strategy with adding that second location? You know, like, sure, consistency is hard enough with one location, but do you add a second one where you can't be hands on in two places at once? Yeah, um, you know, how are you going to uh, attack that?
3: So, yeah, that's that's an ongoing discussion. So, bringing uh, Domenico in was huge for me because um, it helped take a lot of the the uh, the operations day to day off my shoulders. We kind of split those things half and half. Mm -hmm. Um, at this point, he manages the New York style dough. I manage the Roman style dough. We kind of don't step on each other's toes with that. Um, because honestly, like in my opinion, he's the best at what he does Mm is in his sector. And I'm not going to say I'm the best, but I know what I'm doing as far as the Roman style pizza goes. So we, and we kind of have that understanding, but as far as another location goes, I think, um, it would kind of leave us in this 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 thing where we would have to manage the dough, just strictly manage dough at both locations, both of us, mm-hmm. and then um, delegate operations day to day to to management, uh, uh, someone hired in a management role. Yeah. Uh, ninety ninety percent of what I do here is not making pizza, to be honest. It's yeah. it's really running the business day to day, hiring, firing payroll, insurance, and, and then managing the dough, Fun stuff. Rolling dough balls. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. The, the pizza business is very glamorous, uh, yes. you know, when you're in magazines and stuff, but yeah, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I have a really great staff. I know staffing is hard right now, but I, I yeah. was very lucky that I've, I've, I've i believe in training, um, uh, your new guys and, and not, because once you get a guy who's been making pizza for 20 years, they come in here you know, uh, you can't teach an old dog, new trick sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they're very resistant to learning something new. So, uh, I believe in training and, and, and building your staff from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I've been very lucky to have great staff. Yeah.
0: Can you talk a little bit about the fermentation? I wanted to talk about that with, uh, I think I heard you say it could be up to 96 hours. Yeah. Yeah, so and I mean I, it, it, so does it, it, it undergo a cold fermentation for you? Um as, as well then sure. I'm assuming for that length of time you're going to have to refrigerate. Yeah,
3: so so basically I'm doing a direct ferment. Um, mm-hmm. right out of the mixer, I am um going into two bulk ferment bins, cold ferment right into the walk-in. Okay. Um so it could be anywhere. So it depends on the flour you use. I use a Caputo Nubula Super. So that one kind of I don't want to say it doesn't do well with the, the longer ferments, but I like to use it a little bit, uh, maybe at 72 to 48 hours if I have to. Okay. I think it, it mm-hmm. performs a little better there. So I'm doing a bulk cold ferment for 72 hours, taking it out, balling it at 72 hours, back into the walk-in for 24, okay. and then using it the next day. Oh, gotcha. Wow. That's awesome. Nice. So, and, and then you could do that process too at 48 hours too. So yeah. then your, mm-hmm. your, your finished product is 72. Yeah, I see. Okay. So no. yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of people with Roman, they're using biga, they're using coolish, mm-hmm. and they're doing pre-ferments and stuff like that. I'm doing straight direct fermentation. And I think that's where people are kind of blown away, where they're like, whoa, yeah. uh, you know, Massimiliano developed this thing that kind of we perfected over time for the direct ferment. People are like, how are you not, how are you getting that structure without a biga or what, without a pre-ferment? Yeah. And it's, it's just time and temperature. Yeah, no, and that
1: that does take a step out of it in the process. So this will probably save you a little bit of time, uh, not yeah. uh, not having to add that extra step. Correct?
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and and I could train anybody to do this. It's it's mm-hmm. really just baking science, and it's a super simple process. And it's just time and temperature are two main ingredients in my dough. I tell everybody that time and temperature is an ingredient.
1: Yeah. One thing I'm curious about is, you know, you, you come from a maker background at the beginning and actually a business owner. Was that, was it hard to learn the business sides of things with pizza coming from the yogurt, coming from the yogurt background and then coming into pizza?
3: Not really. I mean, when you're in a food industry, I think things sort of kind of blend really well and they're all kind of the same. Things are different, but the same, I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's like, you know, you're still ordering product. You still have inventory. You're still in customer service-based relations. You still have a POS system. You still got to do payroll mm-hmm. and, and, and do all that. So it's all <laughs> the same. It's just, a it's just a different food you're selling. Yeah. So, you know, I was kind of thrown into the fire out of college uh, in, in the food business. And that's where I learned most of everything. And I made a lot of mistakes. And mm-hmm. thank God I was in that franchise background where they kind of helped me out through, the, through, through it. Mm-hmm. So when I came into this, I kind of took a lot of that knowledge from there and and put it into here and you see there's a lot like there's a lot of things that I took from that franchise that that I put it into this that you could see as far as branding and instagram and marketing and
1: mm-hmm. and that
3: kind of stuff so you know it,
1: systems too huh <laughs>
3: systems are pretty much exactly the same
1: yeah so
3: you know so it, it really helped me a lot in doing that and uh really the only way to learn how to run a business is to just get thrown into it. That's a joke, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no school. I went to college there's no school that's going to teach you any of this stuff. There's no school that's going to teach you that uh, an employee gets sick and then you got to get back there and make pizzas and, and, right. and manage the store. You know, it just, there's nothing that could prepare you for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So you, you were really training without knowing it when you were operating the frozen yogurt business. Yeah. You were really training and prepping for this moment right here. You, you didn't realize it at the time maybe, but that's exactly yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, I, I, I it, it is what it is. And then also having that background of working in a pizzeria, uh, through, through high school and a little bit of college that helped me a lot too, you know, yeah. but really the hardest part of this business is staff management really. I oh, think in any yeah. business, yeah. Yeah. it's just the hiring, firing, keeping things on a professional level level. And, and, you know, in any business, I think, I think that's, that's the hardest part is managing yeah, other sure. people's lives. Yeah. yeah,
1: What's the current climate right now for you with, uh, with employees?
3: So, I like I said, I've been really fortunate to have a great staff. I'm fully staffed right now. I know a lot of nice. people are struggling. So, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people are struggling to find, uh, to find people. But, yeah. you know, um, fortunately, like, you know, with, with Domenico coming in, I, I had a huge turnover in staff. And I realized that, um, you know, sometimes you have some uh, – s- like kind of a poison in your business with staff if they've yeah. been here too long they start to get complacent and they start to kind of not care anymore and it's so hard to get rid of those people because you're scared of finding someone to replace them but you kind of just got to take that leap and do it and then uh, it fortunately for me it worked out and I, I completely have a whole new staff um, since he came in and it, and it, and this is probably the best staff I've ever had. So I'm very fortunate in that aspect. Nice.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. you know, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but I will close you out on one more question. You know, you're kind of sure. at the forefront of the industry. You're seeing what's happening. Um, you know, you're competing, you're doing all the, all the great things, you know, what do you see as the next big thing or, you know, what's coming up in the pizza industry from your yeah. perspective?
3: It's so hard to say. I think I think what I'm noticing is the merge of the bread maker and the pizza maker. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what I'm I'm noticing. I'm I'm noticing that artisanal pizza is kind of taking over and it comes from a, a bread baker's background. So like a Roman-style pizza, like a focaccia, like a Sicilian. I think that everybody's leveling up their, their, uh, their expertise on, on correct scientific baking. I think that's where the industry is going now. And unfortunately for some of the guys that've been in it for a longer time that don't want to learn these new things, they may get left behind. And I think if you're listening to this and if you've been in the pizza industry for 20, 30, 40 years, and you're stuck in your ways and you're stuck in your, your ways of, of, of ingredients and, and their, and your baking process and your dough making process. It's time to start education, re-education and reinvesting in yourself. Right. And and learning and, and learning these new things because there's a lot of young up and comers that are super, super talented that are not getting recognized the way I am that, that I'm blown away by and they're coming and they're coming in fast and, 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 there's going to be like this yep. whole new wave of artisanal pizza and artisanal baking with, uh, with bread, that? with, with bread baking backgrounds.
0: Rob, you are 100% correct. And that's actually why we did this rising stars. Denise and I for the last, really honestly, the last five, five give or take pizza expos, Denise and I have noticed that change and have talked about that change and have talked about the, uh, the kids are coming in hot, and and we've talked about that. That we've seen so many talented young pizza makers like yourself, like Tara Hatton, like like many others that that were in Rising Stars. And we had a long, long list of people mm-hmm. who didn't make yeah. that out of seven that that will that that we will uh, give a lot of love to in the future. But Denise and I have talked about that for many years. That things are changing, and we we're like, let's do a Rising Stars and let's start calling attention to this. And I'm glad you mm-hmm. said that because you also gave some very relevant advice. There are people who have been making pizzas for 30 years, the same way every day for 30 years. And they still have a lot to give to this indus- yeah. industry as well. But you're right. They they really should um, take a breath and say, okay, maybe maybe it's time to re-educate and, and re-engage a little bit. So I'm really glad you said that.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, and there's paths for you out there to re-educate yeah. yourself. I mean, there's so yeah. many different uh, – Incredible, Pizzaiolo is doing doing consulting and doing uh, education. Yep. So, I mean, just get on the board and and honestly, it's not just the it's not just the Pizzaiolo. It's it's the customer too that's getting way more educated. Also,
2: I mean, Very Instagram,
3: much. Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. I mean, you're that you're is. seeing you're seeing some of these guys what they're doing. They show you what they're making, how their their dough process on TikTok, mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I'm one of them. And you see that we're doing things different. So don't be complacent. You really just, just ride, get on the train and, and, and it's going because it's going to go with or without you.
0: Right. Yeah. Really yeah. well said, Rob, thank you so much for your time today. I really, it,
3: I've enjoyed talking to you yeah. and I really appreciate sure. you coming on.
1: Absolutely. I learned guys. so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, uh, listen, that,
3: like I said, it was an honor to be, to be mentioned. I was shocked that uh, I was even nominated uh, because I kind of keep my head down, but yeah. you know, that's awesome.
1: Well, you're doing the great things and we wish you a uh, big success on adding that second store and keep us posted because yep. we want to, we want to continue to follow your success uh, and see yep. what's up to you. Okay.
3: Absolutely guys. Thank you so much. Right. Thanks a lot, Rob. That's we'll lot. see you. Take
1: care.
0: Bye-bye.
3: Bye.